what the heck is up guys so today i have matthew with me finally after weeks and weeks and weeks of begging him no i'm just kidding um but today instead of doing a researched case because i um just didn't do it we are going to read creepy stories off of reddit forums um i specifically chose let's not meet it's one of the most popular ones so it's easy um i have two stories matthew has three we might not get to all three of them um would you like to go first not really okay i will go first um one moment okay i'm not crocheting anything because we're just reading off of our cellular devices actually i'm reading off my computer but I am going to read... Which one should I read first? The long one or the short one? Short. Okay, I'm going to read one that was posted by... <laughs> How do you say that? Isn't that a nasty word? Sapphic. What does that mean? It reminds me of Sapphos, who is a lesbian, so... Okay, hold on. I'm looking at the word sapphic. Yeah, oh. <laughs> is that a nasty word? Sapphic love related to the same gender attraction between women, which does not exclude heterosexual attraction and includes lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, and queer women. So yeah, it's a nasty word. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, this story was posted by you forward slash sapphic underscore. Uh, 15 days ago actually which that's pretty cool so this one's called you look good I chose this because um, occasionally I run and it's about someone running alone um, and I like to scare myself and then Matthew gets to deal with it while I'm laying in the dark scared <laughs> yeah. okay <clears throat> here we go I've been running in these woods for as long as I can remember, but this might make me change my mind. This story began around 6.30pm. I had just finished eating and decided to go on a run, as usual. I always use the same path. Cross the street, run for about a kilometer, <laughs> this bitch British, and pass the gate that goes onto the woods, into the woods. Um, also, just a little tip, don't run the same path every day, and don't post your routes on social media, because there are people out there that are creepy, and that's how you get murdered. I think these people are Canadian. How do you know? I don't know, they said BC, which is British Columbia, I think. These people? The ones I'm reading? Or those people? The like one do you have? 20% of the things that I've read. I don't know. Um... Yes, past the gate that goes into the woods. Something important to note is that the trail I use in the forest is separated about halfway through. One path is paved and the other isn't. I usually go into the unpaved path first and then turn into the paved one after about three kilometers. Nothing ever really goes wrong. I meet some rare people walking their dogs, but other than that, I'm pretty much alone. At least, I thought I was. I had been running for a while now when I heard a notification coming from my phone an airdrop notification. Since I didn't want 
to make it look like I was worried, I kept running for a few minutes and then stopped to change the music. Quotes. I opened the airdrop dreadfully. Who the hell was sending me stuff? I was pretty sure I was alone. I clicked on the drop and my heart sunk. It was a Snapchat picture of me running in with the caption, you look good. I didn't turn around. Instead, I kept running like nothing happened until I reached a certain point. You see, the forest is surrounded by a fence to stop children from coming in unsupervised, and I didn't like that rule when I was little, so my friends and I cut a hole in it. When I was aligned with that hole, I quickly turned and buried myself into the forest, aiming for my escape. I could hear ruffling behind me, and I didn't turn my... I, I, <laughs> wow. Stuttering. Um, and I still didn't turn back. When I finally reached the hole, I jumped through it and absolutely booked it to the fire station that was a couple streets down. The last things I could hear when leaving the forest was an angry huff and metal meeting metal. I still don't know who it was or what they wanted from me, but I ran, but I never ran in this forest again. So creepy stalker guy or whoever you are, I truly hope we never ever meet. I was going to say something halfway through that story. Like, I made a mental note, and then I forgot it, so apparently it wasn't that important. Um, that wasn't as scary as I hoped it would be. It didn't scare me. But I do think that every person that I see on my run is out to murder or kidnap me. A couple weeks ago, when I was getting my tattoo, Matthew went and ran at the high school track, and then... He ended up coming home right when I was coming home, and he had McDonald's with him. So he literally went and ran, and then went and got McDonald's. Which honestly is a flex. Okay, I'm not mad about it. And it's something that we all wish we could do. Yeah. I'm going to pause this so I can get a drink, and then Matthew's going to read his first story. story. As I was taking a drink of my water, I realized that Matthew's mom is listening. So hello, Julissa. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I know that you're very pumped to hear Matthew's voice. Um, okay, Matthew's reading. Uh, I'm reading, I think there's someone living in my shed from <laughs> Reddit user Crispito Day. Before you start, do you remember those old sheds we used to have at my mom's house in the backyard? Were there two when we first met, or were there just, was it just that white one? Okay, we, there used to be a green one out there. It was like a greenhouse. Oh, wait, was it behind it? No, it was right next to it. Okay, maybe not. Um, there, okay, so my mom's house, there used to be two sheds in the backyard. Now there's just one, and it's, like, infested with spiders and wasps and probably snakes. Um, and all the pets that have died in our house are buried behind it. R.I.P. Lily. Lily is alive. <laughs> Which one's the dead one? Alex and Duke. R.I.P. Duke. <laughs> and Alex. I don't remember Alex. Alex was the first one, I think. Um, Lily is a bearded dragon who is very much alive. <laughs> and then Chewy. Sorry, Landon. Chewy's out there. What? Chewy, Josie's first hamster. Oh. Um, Cricket is not. I don't know where Cricket's body is, if we're being real. Um, anyways, there used to be two sheds out in my mom's backyard, and there was, like, a greenhouse one, and it didn't have an enclosed thing. It was just, like, a, sh a shed with no door. But... My mom used to have a daycare, and she used to have a kid there that was my age at the time, and we were digging in the backyard in, like, underneath the shed because it was open. I don't know how to, It was like a tent, basically, like a plastic tent that was always up because it was a greenhouse. 
anyways, we were digging, and we found a jawbone to an animal, and my, like, eight-year-old self thought that it was, like, either... Matthew just belched either a human jawbone or like a dog's jawbone and then I was convinced that there was like dead things in our yard and I was really scared that was that should have been a sign that I had paranoia even back then okay you can go now okay did you ever think anything was buried in your backyard no but this story makes me think of the stories of people living in the walls don't say that. I just got chills when you <laughs> said that. What the heck? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Lately, I've been noticing something. <laughs> Clear your <head. laughs> Clear your throat. <laughs> Lately, I've been noticing. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> Just breathe. I'm trying. Lately, I've been noticing something off about home. <laughs> like, there's something else there with me, my wife, and our two dogs who have not been able to put. What? But I've not been able to put my finger on it until today. For some context, I live in a duplex. We share the property with another guy in his mid 20s. Uh, He has his own house and we have ours, but we share the laundry room that leads to our respective backyards that are separated by a fence. This all started around two months ago when the guy sent me a text. Hey man, just a heads up, someone stole my bike out of the sunroom. This is extra creepy because to get to our sun slash laundry room, you would would need to hop the brick fence surrounded by shrubbery. What? Shrubbery? That's not what it says. (laughs) Shrubby. Shrubby trees. (laughs) And then hurl the bike over, unless the thief had the most massive pair of balls ever and walked it out through one of our front doors when we weren't home. Either way, I didn't feel right and made more of an effort to keep the door locked. Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, I let my dogs into the backyard and one of them starts sniffing at the shed. No big deal, the lizards are, are coming out with it heating up. They probably just chased one under the door. I finally got them to come in, but didn't give it much thought. I hardly ever go into that shed. Nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of out of the way, and I'm not really a hang out in the shed type of guy. So that's so me. So we generally use that's so storage. <laughs> yeah. Suitcases, furniture that doesn't fit, uh, match the house, camping stuff, you know, boring suburban shit. We probably enter it uh, maybe three times a year. After the 18th day in a row of my dogs being curious about the shed, I decided to have a little look-see to see if maybe there was a Komodo dragon or something in there since they uh, wouldn't let this thing go. Nope, no Komodo. But what I did find literally made me piss myself just a little bit. Just a few drops. Inside the shed was the bike that my neighbor had, uh, that my neighbor had stolen a little while back. My first thought was, oh fuck, my wife is a klepto but quickly ruled that out. She doesn't even like to bike. But then I briefly worried that my neighbor thought that I was the thief. I mean, it's in my shed. I don't know how to explain that if he found out. Plus, I wanted to give him his bike back. I kept looking around and found one of our sleeping bags unraveled, but balled up in a, uh, balled up behind a box. Inside of it was a sack that looked, uh, looked to be around $20 and change in singles. There was also a bag for garbage uh, and, had a, and had lots of food wrappers inside. Eventually, my brain accepted that it was ultimately denying at first and put two and two together. Someone, I don't know who, is living in my shed. 
or at least was. Maybe my dog spooked them off, or maybe they sleep there every night and leave during the day. If they weren't coming back, why would they leave the change? I left everything how I found it, and thinking about uh, found it and thinking about what I should do next. Whoever did it must have gotten in through uh, through the spare set of keys I uh, keep hidden in my backyard. I locked up and brought them inside with me tonight. Hopefully, whoever uh, whoever it is gets the message and moves on. I'm going to install cameras tomorrow. I uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. If anyone ever lives in my walls, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> no. I think you'd be more than angry. We had a landlord, um, last year, <laughs> that I genuinely like. A couple weeks after living there, I was looking for cameras, like in our bathroom and in my bedroom, or our bedroom. He was a creepy dude. He had a uh, garage. Like, the house that we lived in had a garage attached to it, but then it had, like, another garage not attached to it, but he owned that. I don't know. I just feel like some some creepy stuff went down in that garage. Would you say so? No, he was just weird. Mm. I think he was a serial killer. Okay, so this next story is called Fish Face the Serial Killer. Or <laughs> Fish Face the Serial Serial Stalker. Um, and it's posted by Psychic Strawberries. I don't know why it took me so long to read that. Okay, it's posted by Psychic Strawberries. Oops, I just bumped the microphone. And I just unplugged the computer. Wow, things are going great for us right now. I just bumped the microphone again. Okay. Are you listening? Yes. Also, look at the tag on this story. Epic. 69 upvotes. One month ago. I didn't ask you to narrate. Okay. This takes place over the course of a few years, from just before my university freshman year to junior year. Did I say freshman or freshmer? (laughs) I think I said freshman. I am now a 20-year-old female, but at the start of the story, I was 17. For my freshman orientation, my family and I were staying at a hotel across from my college campus. Look how they spelled across. Across it. Across it. Orientation started in the morning, so I wandered over to the campus with my luggage to check into my dorm room for the next few days. I was roomed alone for orientation since I have OCD and sleeping problems and didn't want to bother any potential roommates, so I put my luggage away and began walking the campus. This entire fiasco started for one reason. I wanted breakfast. That's why you never eat breakfast. Just kidding. Eat breakfast. (laughs) Not good advice to give. It was foggy that morning, and I had never been on campus. It was a ways away from my hometown, so I quickly became turned around. I spotted a group of four people walking toward a building, so I swallowed my anxiety and approached them to ask for directions. Could never be me. I would just get lost. Um, I should add that I'm, I am a shy and quiet person, so it took a bit before I piped up and, excuse me? One of the four turned around, and my immediate thought was, oh my god, this guy looks like a fish. He had big, creepy eyes and fat lips. Wow. She's rude. He was blonde and a little chubby. This is purely for descriptive purposes. I am no means a model. 
I am by no means a model. Still, I stifled my gawking. Stifled. <laughs> I stifled. I stifled my gawking and asked, Do you know where the dining hall is? Oh yeah, it's right here. He motioned to the building directly behind us. Oh wow, I'm dumb. I laughed. This is written in like fan fiction script. I would know because I wrote one when I was in. You didn't have to admit that. <laughs> I think I was in seventh grade. <laughs> it was a hairstyles one. You didn't have to admit that either. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's kind of, it's probably kind of creepy. No, it wasn't like a weird one. It's like a, I roll out of bed in the morning and throw my brown curly hair up into a messy bun. First of all, you don't have brown hair. It wasn't about me. Second of all, that's still creepy. It wasn't about me. <laughs> it's still weird. I'm not saying it's not creepy, but I am saying there are creepier. Um, I lost my spot. Oh, wow. I'm dumb. I laughed. There was a small pause before he asked, You here alone? <laughs> <laughs> As someone who has run into predatory people before, the question never, ever sits well with me. My family will be here later. We all have sleeping problems, so they're catching up on sleep. They'll be here at six. Why would you ever be like, yeah, my family has sleeping problems? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. This wasn't a lie, but I hoped it would (laughs) deter him from latching onto me. Oh, well, do you want to sit with us? I guessed that he meant the group of four he was in, but the other three had already disappeared into the dining hall. Sure, I conceded. He immediately grabbed a two-person table, which made me internally groan. I had a feeling of where this was going, and I wanted no part of it. I'm a lesbian, for Christ's sake. I didn't want to risk making him angry, and I didn't want someone to hate me before the school year even started, so I sat down with him and a plate of eggs. If you're eating just a plain, plain plate of eggs, just a plate of eggs in the morning... You deserve everything bad that's happening to you. I'm kidding. I tried to make a conversation, but he kept replying dryly with things like, Oh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I thought that I had upset fish face, so I looked up from my plate to see him staring directly at my breasts. I'm a 36 double D, so unfortunately, I'm used to this. <sighs> Same. Just kidding. <laughs> I sighed and bagged out my bagged out my sweater around my chest i don't know what that means um even after this and me slouching he just kept staring you know what i hate okay so like you don't deal with this because you don't have boobies but old men when you're talking to them they'll literally just be like staring at your boobs they do that to me too they stare at your boobs old men stare at your boobs while talking yeah yeah. me too no (laughs) no After this, I didn't want anything to do with him, but I wasn't so lucky. Everywhere I went, he followed... Sounds like Matthew. Even if our orientation events were separate. I repeatedly tried to slip away from him, becoming increasingly creeped out by his attempts at flirting, but everywhere I went, there was fish face. I gave it one last try, slipping away into the library. That's when the messages started. Somehow, fish face found my Snapchat. I guess that he searched my name. He kept messaging things like, Where are you? Where did you go? I'm at blank location. Knowing that he could see that I'd read them, I felt obligated to respond. Okay, I'll be there soon. This didn't stop with orientation. 
The beginning of my freshman year was marred with fish face encounters. Classes, trips to the store, student activities, it didn't matter. He was there, shadowing me. The constant messaging drove me to just delete my Snapchat. Thank Christ, he never got my phone number. At this point, Fishface was incessantly hitting on me and reminding me of how much he liked me, despite numerous times of me stating that I'm not interested. When I made myself clear, it only seemed to make him push harder, as if he thought I was playing games with him. It became more and more common for him to put his arm around me or to try to hold my hand. This is where I drew the line. I told him clear as day, I am not interested in you. I do not like men. Do not touch me. He pouted, but relented, touching me at least. Okay. Uh, the shadowing only got worse to the point that I couldn't leave without my roommate. I couldn't get a single dorm for the actual school year. I became more exhausted, paranoid, and felt like he was a time bomb waiting to blow. After weeks of this, weeks of sheer anxiety, I spoke to a priest at my university. The father was deeply concerned and went as so far as to walk me back to my dorm. He made me promise that I would speak to security first thing the next day, which I agreed to. Security's first question was if I was really being stalked or if my my anxiety made me believe that I was being stalked. When I cited the, the witnesses to his shadowing me, that was dropped. Then the question was, was I clear enough with him? I don't know how much clearer I could have been. After much back and forth, I managed to get a no contact order against Fishface. I knew that a no contact order only meant that he couldn't contact me and vice versa rather than physically keeping him away from me. I was okay with this because at this point, I did not want to hurt this guy or potentially impact his future. For the remainder of that year, there were no more attempts to contact me or be near me. I thought that would be the end of it. But then came sophomore year. I could never be sure if it was a coincidence or he was actually tailing me. But then he started appearing outside of every classroom door, every coffee place, absolutely everywhere. I was in a rough place this year, totally unrelated to this, but it certainly didn't help. But due to the sheer emotional exhaustion I was battling, I couldn't give a damn. Okay, follow me. I promise that I'm not that interesting, but this is when I learned of the other victims. Their stories were all identical to, my, identical to mine, six of them, mine being the seventh. They ran into Fishface, a totally in innocent encounter, and then he started in on them, bombarding them with messages, following them, groping them, and trying to get them alone. I was horrified to find that every one of these girls had reported him to the university security. Every one of them was prescribed a no-contact order, and seven victims later, this bastard was still on campus as if nothing had happened. I learned that this was not uncommon for our university, on top of victim blaming. The more I learned, the more deeply my fear ran. It was open season, and these bastards had full protection. We could not do a, th a thing to get guys like Fishface off our campus, so I resigned myself to being followed by this F-U-C-K-E-R. Freaker. Freaker. Junior, oh, you guys probably heard the upstairs neighbors get talked about a lot on the podcast because. Shout them out. They a uh, frequent guest. Junior year came around and initially it seemed that Fishface had given up. I could not have been more wrong. It was pointed out to me by my friends who knew about the stalking that he was in the background of my every move. Throughout the year, he got closer and closer until it became worse than I'd ever dealt with before. I was a member of campus. <laughs> I was a member of campus conservative. Conserva what? Campus conservationists. 
and we were selling reusable conservationists. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking we were going like Donald Trump. Um, and we were selling reusable grocery bags in lieu of our state banning plastic bags. And then after about 45 minutes apiece, I glanced to my right. He was there, just around the corner, staring directly at me. Ice-cold fear ran down my spine, and my stomach dropped. I tore my gaze away and tried to... <laughs> I just looked over at Matthew. He was doing the hot dog tongue. <laughs> I tore my gaze away and tried to hide my panic. He hadn't been this close to me since freshman year. There was no mistaking it. He was here for me and me alone. I texted my girlfriend, letting her know what was happening, and I will be honest and say that the rest is a blur. I was too panicked to remember how we got back to my dorm safely. I thank God every day for my ultra-protective girlfriend. Two days, just two days after that, he appeared in the hallway outside of my class. It was just reaching the end, and I was ready to call it a day. I glanced at my watch. It was 2.45 p.m. I wandered to the bathroom, ignoring Fish Face lurking in the corner. I did my business and approached the door. It began to open, so I called out, Oh, I got it, and opened it for the next person. Fish Face. I felt my face go pale, and my breath hitch. He stared directly at me with those creepy-ass blue eyes. His giant, floppy lips pulled into a small smirk before he turned and disappeared down the hall. My heart thumped in my chest as I re-entered the classroom. I felt myself shaking and tried to hide it. <clears throat> Excuse me. All that, that tastes like pickle. All that kept running through my head was, what was he doing? Why was he trying to get in the bathroom? I glanced at my watch again and knew that I didn't have time to wait for my girlfriend as the class was minutes from ending. The, I asked the girl next to me to walk with me to my next class. She agreed without hesitation and she was she was a really sweet girl to begin with, and thank God for that. I finished my final class for the day and sped back to my dorm. I didn't get much sleep that night. Yeah, she, she has sleeping problems. Family, I guess. So does she. And OCD. I missed that part. Yeah, you weren't listening. I wasn't. I reported the incidences to security the next morning. I was met with the same pressing questions and doubts. I threw everything I had at them and then asked them to watch the security cameras outside of my classroom to see him attempt to corner me in the bathroom i had to threaten to contact state police before they relented and promised to investigate my claims they informed me that no action would be taken and they said that they would they could find no evidence of the incidences when questioned Fishface said that him appearing around my classrooms and frequented spots around campus was purely coincidental and he felt so awkward that he was going through this again it took my i took my second semester off junior year for unrelated reasons Yet, I am relieved to not be on campus with that creep. He is still there. The other victims have mostly transferred to other universities due to the college's general mistreatment and poor administration. I start my senior year this August at the same university, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to step up his game. I listen to enough true crime and know what could happen. It scares me to think... It scares me like few things ever have. So, Fishface, you disgusting... Mother freaker. Mother freaker. Let's not meet again. What's sad is, like... Although, I made fun of that. Because it was typed horribly and kind of seemed fake. Like, that shit happens all the time. And campuses are like, yeah, that's not real. You're just imagining it from your head. Or, like, people don't take shit like that seriously. You know what I mean? I don't know what you just said. Like, I was making fun of that story the whole time because it was typed. Oh, it was written yeah, terribly. Yeah, typing suck, but yeah. yeah, the events are real. Yeah, yeah, and that literally happens all the time. It's like they yeah. should name drop more places. They should name drop. Name drop freak face. Okay. <laughs> and his college. For real, which which college is not listening to their what it's is California. it? Title nine. Title nine. 
Is that the... What? Title Nine. What are you saying? That's, like, the rule that colleges have. Um, Title Nine's, like, uh... Sexual harassment. What? I don't know. I thought it was the equality one. I think you're right. Discrimination. There's one that's, like, for sexual harassment and stuff like that, but... It's probably not known very well because people don't listen to it. Okay. Okay. You want to read your last one? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> What's this one? This one is a short story because I do not want to read a long one. Matthew has undiagnosed ADHD, so we deal with it in various ways. One of them was him not listening to the entire last story <laughs> that I just read. <laughs> or the first one. <laughs> Also, last night he filled up the Britter. Britter? <laughs> he filled up the Britta. Oh, yeah. And this, I was very grateful for it. But then this morning we all had to deal with warm water because he did not put it back in the fridge. I had to deal with it first. Okay. Anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's gonna scare me, I think. This short story titled The Hole in the Shower Wall comes from Reddit user Bro Dude Why from 103 days ago. Let's get into it. <laughs> I was about 20 or 21 at the time this incident took place. I was a female university student, but I commuted to my campus, so I lived at home. A good friend of mine went to the same school, so we stayed close into our adulthood. She had recently started working out at a branch of a popular chain of gyms that was nearby. And she asked me to be her gym buddy. I was more than happy to, and I started joining her. Whenever we went, we had our little routine. Weights, cardio, and then to the pool. This gym had a great pool for laps, but of course you had to shower before you got in, especially after working up a sweat doing other exercises. The locker room connected the main section of the complex to the, uh, to the pool area and had little cubicles to shower off in. We used these showers all the time without a second thought. This building had been around for a long time, before it was this particular gym, it was another gym from a different company and so on. The place wasn't exactly modern or renovated, and in some areas, the showers in particular, it was pretty dilapidated. <laughs> See how I go through this? <laughs> <laughs> some of the tiles were cracked or had fallen off completely. One day, the stall I was in was missing tiles all around the handles, but I didn't pay much attention to it. I figured it was only pipe work back there, but that day I got an odd feeling, so I bent down to look through the hole in the shower wall. Lo and behold, there was a pair of eyes staring at, staring <laughs> straight at me. Why did you do that? Do it. Made me mess up. I, I'm sorry, I got scared. <laughs> I could tell it was a man, maybe middle-aged, even staring directly at him. Having caught him peeping, he stared right on. He never looked away, his gaze animalistic and intent. The hole went straight through to another room, presumably the showers in the men's locker room. I turned the shower head so that I could hide in the, sh in the corner and finish up out of his line of sight, and I promptly reported it to the staff. They went looking for him in the men's lockers, but never found the culprit. I jogged my memory, trying to recall if any particular person had been watching me in the gym that day, but it couldn't have been one of, it could have been, um, one of, in, of dozen or so men I casually worked next, worked out next to, in the same room, none the wiser. Within only a couple of days, the staff had patched up the shower walls, I'm glad it won't happen to any other unsuspecting uh, girls there. But shower peeper, let's not meet again. Is there a spider in your berth? Where? That dot. By the 42. 
Why would you say that? Let's see. No. That was scary. I thought it was a spider. Wow. Yep. She should have poked him in the eyes. I'm trying to remember. There's this story that I read when I was younger about, like, someone looking in a lock hole. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, an eye staring back at them. But I can't remember. It was, like, a hotel room or something. I don't know. Or maybe it was a true story about a ghost or something. <clears throat> I don't know. Um. So, yeah, that was... Was it the three stooges that poked each other in the eyes? Why would it <laughs> be anything like that? Because that's how they would do it. Straight in the eyes. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Very good. Very nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Besides our high school getting bomb and shooting threats every other week. No comment on that. <laughs> what do you mean no comment on that? It happened. It did happen. I remember specifically a period of time in like December, right around score dance and time, when like nobody showed up to school because there was a shooting threat or a mm. bomb threat. I think that would have been my freshman year, maybe my sophomore year. I don't know. I remember in middle school there was a threat against the high school, but they also, for some reason, closed the middle school. No. They didn't close the middle schools. They highly suggested parents get their kids home. <laughs> yeah. And my mom said, screw you, you're going to school. I can't remember. Your mom probably let you stay home. Probably. Thank you, mom. Mom, I'm not telling you thank you. You made <laughs> me go to school no matter what. I went to school like three times a week sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when Matthew and I like first met... When we were just friends. Um, what do you mean when we were just friends? When we were enemies. Uh, we had Spanish class together. That's how we met. We met in Spanish class. Hola, me llamo es Matt. Anyways. Um, and he would always text me at like, okay, school started at 8, didn't it? I think. Yeah, <laughs> and he would text me at, like, 7.50 as I'm, like, finding, finding, as I'm, like, walking into the door of Spanish. He's like, I won't be there today. I'm like, you are the only reason I'm showing up to school. Give me something to work with. Tienes una uh, cuenta de recompensas? What did he say? Do you have a rewards account? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Google Quit pumping the microphone. Um, Matthew works at a shoe store, and I don't want to name drop because then the people will be able to figure out where I live. You do whatever you want. Um, Matthew works at a shoe store. He's an assistant part-time manager, and well, I'm gonna talk about. So they're gonna kind of know. Huh. Murr from Impractical Jokers. Oh, why would they know? They don't know. Oh, well, you tell them then. Murr. What's his first name? Joe. No, it's not. I don't know. I don't know their first names. 
Jen, when you listen to this? Steve. No. Um. I really don't know. What is his? I don't know. Anyway. The scary guy from... Murr, the bald guy. Yeah. Just tell them. Yeah, okay. For some reason, for our back-to-school season, he sent us a... James! James. Murray. James S. Murray. Okay. Yes. He sent us a message for back-to-school saying, congrats on a great year. Instead of giving me a raise. <laughs> he didn't send a message. He videotaped himself speaking. It was a cameo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. Okay. Um, it's currently past my bedtime. I'm tired. Um, thank you, Matthew, for doing an episode with me. 11, 15, and 34 seconds. You did not hear me. You're welcome. Eventually, I'll get you to do the history one that I want you to do. You're bumping my foot, which is bumping the microphone stand. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Haters are motivators. Okay. Do you know? Matthew doesn't listen to the podcast, so he probably doesn't know how <laughs> any of this works. Do you know what I say? No. He is such a fake fan. <laughs> Matthew is my number one hater. Not supporter. We say... Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, did you? Yeah, I typed it like 20,000 times. Matthew, they, I mean, they know that you make the merch. Made. You were supposed to make some pins a while ago. Like I said, undiagnosed ADHD. Won't get help. It's it's a problem. Okay. Lock your doors. And don't talk to creepy men. Hi, Mom. Hi, it's ending. Bye, Mom. Do you have anything else you want to say? Who else listens? Hi, Jenna. (laughs) I didn't even say it. My Mom. Bye, Jen. Um, all the old lady crocheters. Thank you, crocheters, for listening to this. I hope your projects are going well. Knitters listen to. And to the knitting community. We respect you. (laughs) Okay, bye guys.